the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, 5'2", and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. Woo! It's Friday night. It is on mine, and it is our Friday night because we've got uh, tomorrow night off. We are playing a special Christmas music, uh, not Christmas music, Christmas uh, content, Christmas programming for you guys rolling into uh, the holiday weekend. And by the way, we're also, uh, Monday is a national holiday, so we're also going to be taking Monday off. So I'm looking forward to a four-day weekend. And um, by the way... If you haven't finished your shopping, we're going to bring in our buddy Brian Maloney, a.k.a. Spicy Fried Chicken Uno Momento. <laughs> but, and I don't know if he's finished his Christmas shopping, but if you have not finished yours and you live in San Diego, y'all got to go over to Iron Mountain Outfitters. I was super excited to give my man skins tonight. The, I went and did some shopping this past weekend, and after hanging out with Dapper Dan, my girl PJ there at Iron Mountain Outfitters, I uh, picked out the perfect gift for him. I, sh- I actually took in a picture of him where in a red flannel shirt and I said what would you what would you pick for him because he's trim he's in shape and he likes to look good and stylish so she handpicked a Filson flannel shirt for never him never owned a Filson before this never, is incredible he's never owned a Filson and y'all know Filson is the wardrobe for Yellowstone Loving and it. so I can't I can't wait to, to lovely hope, shade of green hope, yes perfect shade of green so and I'm hoping he's going to be happy with that you know you, there's something for everybody at Iron Mountain Outfitters for Shackets and flannels to beanies and hats and sweats and just all kinds of work gear. And if you're a dog just, lover, and if you're a dog lover, go uh, and you know, if for no other reason, go hang out with Dapper Dan. But seriously, I sat on the floor, hung out with Dapper Dan, and PJ went and did my shopping for me. <laughs> That's the way to shop. That's the way to do it. If you don't know sizes, uh, get a gift card, and she tracks those online. So you don't have to worry about it. Exchanges are good. I told Skins, if it doesn't fit, if we got the wrong size, go and exchange it. Anyway, go to Iron Mountain Outfitters. Even if you don't have Christmas shopping to do, uh, go and enjoy and just buy for yourself. 8493 La Mesa Boulevard. Look for the standing um, bear on the outside and tell them in Andrea K. sent you. Okay, Brian Maloney, have you finished your Christmas shopping? Ah, uh, yeah, you know, I pretty much have. <laughs> well, it's good because I think you might have a little bit of a problem with the weather happening back there in the Northeast. Yeah, no, I know, I know. <laughs> hey, not to brag, Brian, but it's been said that we're going to have the warmest weather here in San Diego over Christmas. Mm-hmm. Ah, well, I'm in the wrong spot. <laughs> Don't I know it? Don't I know it? No, what are you going to do? It's not like you can fly anywhere right now. They're all canceled, so. Yeah. You, know, you um, can't. Go ahead. No, I mean, it's, yeah, I, I really feel sorry for people who are traveling this weekend. It's going to be a nightmare. Most 
of the country. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, we've got a few things that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, I, it, it wasn't this. Uh, Brian Maloney's here to talk about the betrayal of by Sean Hannity, as well as then give us some good news coming out of Georgia and Fulton County. But, um, you know, Brian, I, but when I opened the show, I played a clip of Joe Biden and giving a weird, bizarre holiday Christmas address to the nation, in which he started talking about his wife's car accident like that has anything to do with Christmas, right? I mean, he's so narcissistic. Then Skins brings me an article. I didn't hear this part. Yep. He, gave, he gives an entire Christmas address without ever saying the word Jesus. And, you know, right. which which would be bad enough. But he but he he talked about a child being born. Well, well, whose child? What was the point? <laughs> Here's what he said. He we look to the sky to a lone star shining brighter than all the rest, guiding us to the birth of a child, a child that Christians believe to be the son of God. And his name is? And his name is who? Are we talking about Bubba? No idea. Never heard this story before. Right. I don't know. Was his name Steve? Well, who are we talking about here? <laughs> I'm I'm sure Joe Biden is thinking his name was was really uh, Joseph. Well, you know, uh, not not Jesus, right? Because everything's about Joe Biden, although Jesus' dad was Joseph. Um uh, it just, I mean, could you, you're a message guy. I mean, you did radio for many years. You know, you are stop the scalpings and, you know, you know, media messaging. Could it have gone any worse for him today? Well, I, I think they're at the point where they don't care. No one in Washington <laughs> cares what you think or what anyone thinks from either party. They're acting like rogue lunatics. Yeah. yeah. And. They're not paying attention to how anything is playing out there in the country, and they're just making us more and more uh, infuriated by the day, and they're oblivious to this. Um, I, I watched them this week in particular shaking my head, and I thought I'd seen it all and mm-hmm. heard it all, and the the level of abject tyranny uh, coming from Washington right now is like nothing I've ever seen. I've never seen them more out of touch than they are right now. Yeah, absolutely. I've never seen them more openly flaunting their disdain for the voter like I have Absolutely. seen this week. I mean, they hate us. They hate us when they are flagrantly saying, you know what? You dared to vote in and give the control to the uh, of the House of Representatives to Republicans. Well, you know what? As though you expect us Republicans to actually do, control some spending and bring some sanity. <laughs> Let's join with the Democrats and do uh, push through a gargantuan, gross, disgusting spending bill that basically funds everything the Democrats want all the way through the fiscal year, which ends next September. It, 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 you, which is, yeah, and takes the power, it takes the ability of the incoming GOP out yeah. away so they have been cut out of budget negotiations for the next year because Mitch McConnell at this point is and all he is absolutely a Democrat mm-hmm. um, in everything but name at this point. He is actively working with the Democrat Party to boost whatever it is their agenda. He is actively undermining and working against his own party and why the party isn't doing. He should be removed yes. from any position of power. Yep. Uh, he is sabotaging us from within. He's the least popular politician in the country. His approval rating is 20% or below in most surveys. Why is this man still in a position of power? Good question. 
And he and he dares to look in that talk about yesterday saying that the uh, the uh, the number one priority is Ukraine. We're no longer in yeah. Amer- America last. It's about, you know what, we hate this country and we're about destroying it. I mean, that that's literally the, the goal at this point. Well, it is. And it is also to rob the American worker and what's left of the American middle class of every last dollar mm-hmm. uh, that you have there in the they're in full on confiscation mode at this point, monitoring your smallest bank transactions, uh, pumping up the IRS pumping up the 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 capital police mm-hmm. uh, and and in, inserting extra money for more J6 prosecutions and the uh, FBI about that that's in that bill and, and the FBI you just reminded me of it because and the FBI here at, as we are learning the extent to which the fascism has gone on with the US government partnering with private enterprise to not just shut down free speech but actually to to plan it with the intention to control our elections and not only are they going to continue to fund the FBI but actually give them more money more money and more money than they asked for. I mean, yeah. in, in many cases, what was just passed is more than the White House asked for it for many of these pet liberal programs and causes. So, I mean, Mitch McConnell not only negotiated away the Republicans ability to stop any kind of uh, spending madness over the next year, but it actually went further than what Biden's people were asking for. So this is an incredible victory for Democrats. Uh, and, and he looks like, an, you know, McConnell looks like an absolute moron, if not just an enabler. He's or a traitor. He's, he's a traitor. Doing. He's a traitor. traitor. I mean, I don't think there's a word anymore, Andrea, that really uh, that, that fits Mitch McConnell. The traitor isn't strong enough. I mean, certainly not a, anything we could say on the radio. No. Uh, you know, we're, we're in non-radio language. Yes, and, you know. and a lot of people get confused because they do Facebook Live. We're we're actually an actual radio show, so we have FCC regulations. A lot of times, guests forget well, and that. I don't use words like that when I can help it anyway. Well, that's true. I was just going to say, but it's of course language has become so common that a lot of people and a lot of people are so used to streaming and podcasts that they forget mm-hmm. when they come on my show that I'm an actual radio show, and it's right. so uh, uh, not for you. But there's a lot of times Skins has to keep his finger over the the dump out button. <laughs> Because we never know who's going to drop a bomb in the middle of not thinking it's radio. Um, Speaking of dropping a bomb, we're going to take a break. We come back. Brian Maloney, I specifically reached out to him literally the second I heard that Sean Hannity had thrown Trump under the bus in a deposition. I reached my finger to to text Brian Maloney to bring him on to talk about it tonight. And we will on the other side of the break. So don't you go anywhere. You're going to want to hear this story. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Continuing my convo here with Brian Maloney of Red Wave America and Stop the Scalpings. One of the scalps that he saved years ago with the help of his group um, was the scalp of Sean Hannity. As Hannity was under assault and they were going after his sponsors and trying to remove him from air. And today there was a news report that came out that in a deposition as Dominion Machines, the, the, the company of Dominion uh, Election Machines, sued Fox News and others. In a deposition today, Sean Hannity said that he, quote, never believed for a second 
that there was fraud in the 2020 election and that Trump lost. And um, hmm, so I had to bring on Brian Maloney to discuss the situation. All right, my dear, your thoughts. Uh, well, you know, the backstory for anybody who hasn't been following along and how I started appearing on your show in the first place was six years ago uh, when Sean Hannity was one day away from being fired uh, in less than one day. He had actually said goodbye in the air. Uh, and what we did was we created a movement uh, of, of viewers, the Fox, to fight back and get him, uh, you know, say, save his rear end, essentially, and get him a new contract and keep him from being removed. And the context of it was that Bill O'Reilly had just been fired uh, because Media Matters collected his scalp over sex harassment claims from 20 years earlier that the uh, New York Times suddenly started covering. So that's, that's what that was about. And Hannity was about three seconds away from being next. Uh, so, you know, at the time, I really felt, and those of us who, and we worked our tails up, we had millions of people calling Fox. Uh, you know, it was incredible what happened. Um, but at the time, you know, I really felt it was the right thing to do. I think Sean really was on our side back then, and it would have been a huge loss. But now it's a different guy. And, you know, I realize a lot has changed in the last six years, but. Honestly, um, you know, it, it's uh, you look at what's going on here. I mean, why would he say that in a deposition, Andrea? Why would he do that? Well, he evidently he has been. I and I admittedly I have not watched him or listened to him since I think I, since before the election in 2020. He lost mm-hmm. me when he was defending Fauci long past the point. Now, granted, I you know I never uh, approved of the lockdowns. I was a fierce critic and said this was all a bunch of hooey from the jump. Um, but I gave grace to those that allowed themselves to be frightened and went along with the lockdowns initially, um, went along with the mask and stuff out of fear because I understand fear and I can, and I can, I can give grace to people that bought into stuff because nobody, you know, a lot of people didn't know and they allowed fear to take over. But when it became clear about the lies that were being told and the mandates, um, you know, we were into the summer of 2020 and he's still refusing to criticize Fauci when everybody knew Fauci lied about mask at that point. And he's pushing and he's got Dr. Oz on and they're pushing mandates. And and it was just that's when he lost me, because at that point we knew that the numbers had been cooked. The proje- projections on deaths were overblown and that it was nothing but a power play. And that's yeah. when I realized that he was not a conservative. And and even if even even if he was doing what he was, and this was on his radio show. It's one thing to say yeah. that on TV, you can't blame, you couldn't blame it on Fox because this was all day on his show. And that's when I was like, you know what, this dude, he's not, and then, I, then I'm connecting the dots and going, he changed the entire intro to his show to holding them accountable and continued to pump lies to people that indictments were coming, indictments were coming, indictments were coming, and there was never any there there on that. And I stopped watching. So I don't really know how much he was telling his audience that he believed that there was fraud in the election. I don't know. But it seems like, you know, but but it seems like I think he told the truth in the deposition that he is like the rest of the establishment doesn't, you know, um, believe that that Trump lost and is and is just a lefty because because if you believe and if you actually believe Trump lost, 
then you're bl- you are intentionally blind to what went on in the yes. election. Well, and and so that's the thing. What really disturbs me about this Hannity deposition is not even necessarily related to the TV or the radio show, but the fact that Trump considered Hannity to be one of his closest friends and called him every single night. Yeah. John and Trump talked on the phone every single night for at least that I'm aware of two years or maybe three, I mean, for a really long time Mm -hmm. through that presidential term, essentially Trump bounced everything off to Sean every night. So if Sean didn't like Trump or if there was some kind of problem there, why were they talking every single day? And why was Sean pretending to be his friend? Now, you know, I know. And what, excuse me for interrupting because before I lose my train of thought, and then I have to wonder what bad advice was he giving him? Is, is Sean Hannity one of the reasons why Trump made some bad mistakes and like went along with the lockdowns? No, right. We know one of them. We, okay. We know a piece of bad advice that Sean gave to Trump because this came out earlier in the year. Do you recall this one? It was, telling Trump that at the end of that term, that he should part pardon Hunter Biden. Oh, that's that right. Story? That's right. That he should pardon Hunter Biden for uh, reasons that I, that baffle me. Uh, apparently that would have scored points for Trump. I, I don't know, but it was the most nonsensical idea I've ever heard, but this was in the closing days uh, so what I'm guessing is Paul Ryan or somebody at Fox must have been relaying that using Sean, you know, pardon Hunter Biden, which would have been absolute madness, would have accomplished nothing for anyone. So that's the kind of advice that was being given. So somehow Sean's been compromised. But I know some of the backstory that, you know, that isn't publicly known. And what I know about Sean is that. First of all, you had every spy agency monitoring every call and text that he was making. You know, and I've known Sean for the better part of 20 years, and I used to be one of the people that was regularly texting Sean and, and hearing back from him almost every day, emailing him back and forth every day. Uh, so, you know, I was in very regular contact with him for a number of years until about uh, maybe three years ago. Um, and I don't think I've heard a word from him since. Um, and he caught off absolutely everyone because once he knew that every message that he sent was being uh, intercepted. So he just kind of stopped talking to people. Uh, everyone that I know, even the people that I know that knew him the best stopped hearing from him. So it wasn't anyone in particular. He cut himself off. He also stopped doing the show from the Fox studios. He started doing it from his attic at his house where they set up a studio in there. Uh, and he wasn't going in. And so what I'm telling you right now is he's become very, very isolated uh, from everyone, including the people that he used to count on for feedback mm-hmm. who, who, who were cut out. Um, and so somewhere along the line, he, he just, I think, lost touch with reality. Mm. Uh, but he's also, who is it that he hangs around with? You know, it's Lindsey Graham. It's Kevin McCarthy. So I think these people got to him. I think Sean got a real case of beltwayitis, yeah. which is a term that I've, I love to use because it, it's what happens to people over the years. He's also, Sean is, uh, and I don't know if people know this either, but Sean is essentially or close to a billionaire uh, from yeah. all those years on Fox and all of the property investments he has Oh, he used. owns hundreds of properties. Yeah, so he what happened was he got hooked up with a very 
a smart financial advisor in Georgia at the beginning of his career, Mm -hmm. this guy has been steering his money into real estate in the Southeast, a lot of it in Georgia and elsewhere, but mostly around the Southeast of the country. And he owns thousands and thousands and thousands of properties. I'm not kidding you in whole complexes. Um, And so what I think has happened to the guy is just, this is what happens to a lot of celebrities. You know, they get cut off from things. They become kind of like a Howard Hughes kind of Mm -hmm. person, which, which is what we're witnessing. This is what Elon Musk is turning into right now. But a lot of other people this happens to. And all of a sudden, you know, you don't have anybody saying, hey, Sean, you know, you sure you want to do it this way? You know, and, and that's what a lot of us did who were around Sean a lot in the, over the past years. You know, we, I'm not saying I would ever say, hey, Sean, you're doing it wrong. But, you know, we did used to debate things, and I used to have these same debates with Rush uh, via email at midnight. Uh, these Both of these guys used to email me in the middle of the night sometimes, um, But and we didn't always agree on everything, but right. I, I think they were they wanted people who wouldn't wouldn't tell them they were wrong or stupid or but anything, push back but and debate i i like yeah, when, yeah, i like I when i get that, people yes, yes. i love when people email me and tell me that i'm wrong um speaking of georgia before we run out of time there was news today uh that something going on with fulton county and the 2020 elections what's going on there uh, you know, I I didn't really see that, Andrea. I'm not sure which story that you're referring well, to. Well, that there. makes me wonder if, if there there's, uh, you know, I heard it in the background. And sometimes, you know, I, you've got to even, this was supposedly on a conservative outlet. And I heard it in the background. And I thought maybe since you are really my boots on the ground for all things Georgia, that you would know they were saying that something had happened, that, that a, a court in Georgia or somehow they were reversing something that happened with the 2020 election and I hadn't seen it anywhere else. I heard it mentioned. This happens to me all the time in, in local radio here. I'll come into the station and I'll tell Skins. I heard this on the radio on the way in and then we won't find it anywhere on a Google search. Right, right. And well, I think I, that's I what's going on. Miss anything. Right. And like that's this, why so. right. And that's why I had to ask you about it because I heard about it but I don't see it anywhere. No, I don't either. Um, it was it was John well, Solomon. Well, it was John. It, it was just the news. Um, yeah, no. Oh, well, it was from just the news. Oh, okay. okay. Well, wait. Maybe it was something that I was talking about earlier because I was I was talking about that on another radio show this morning. So maybe, maybe let's see here because I, I don't normally miss a story like that, Andrea. I mean, I'm looking for that stuff all day long. So I mean, it's, it's rare to catch me in something like that, but. Um, I'm not seeing it, so maybe this whole thing got pulled. I don't know. But I don't know. Well, I don't like when something like that happens because that means something got you know shut down. Yeah, because um, I know, and I'm looking at just the news right now, and I'm not seeing it reported anywhere. So maybe they no, got me neither. They might have just gotten it wrong. So that's, the only thing I see is that Fulton County is, is going after Trump. Um, they're trying to go, which is insane. How does Fulton County go? They're investigating Trump. How, how in the world, what, on what basis can they do that? That's the only story that I'm seeing. Oh, wait, 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 maybe. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about here. I think you're talking about Georgia Supreme Court sends 2020 Fulton County election lawsuit back to appeals court to reconsider the lawsuit originally dismissed for lack of standing. That's what you were looking for. I so found is it. that good news or bad? What does that mean? I think it's good news um, because this this 
case was thrown out previously for lack of standing, Georgia Supreme Court sent a 2020 election lawsuit regarding Fulton County back to a lower court for reconsideration. Uh, Caroline Jeffords versus Fulton County at all alleges that the plaintiff's votes in the 2020 election were diluted by the inclusion of allegedly unlawful ballots in Fulton County, uh, alleging that Fulton County violated the Georgia Open Records Act. In July, Court of Appeals of Georgia dismissed an appeal by the plaintiffs uh, siding with the trial court's decision on Jeffords lacking standing because a particularized injury had not been alleged. So apparently they fixed that. The Georgia Supreme Court ruling uh, redefining what standing meant, and then that meant that the case could, could be reintroduced. Uh, and then that way, now we have this thing coming back again. So whether that goes anywhere, I don't know. But, you know, I, between that, I'm, I'm hopeful, you know, for Arizona. I mean, I've been watching what's going on there with that suit. Uh, well, there's more than one suit going on in Maricopa County right now. But you know what I'm talking about with Carrie Lake? Well, yeah, and, in fact, and, yeah. The, the um, And I'm glad we talked about this Fulton County thing because, it, you know, the left loves to say that, that proof that there was no fraud is that the courts have rejected. Every, there's never been any evidence pre- presented and the courts have rejected any evidence that was presented. And that's just not the case. I mean, they're, no. they're basically the left is fighting every, you know, and particularly when they're saying, oh, you don't have standing. You don't have standing. That's such a right. le- crap weasel technicality that the left is trying to use to try to stop evidence Whoa. from being presented in courts. Carrie Lake got two of her 10 uh, issues heard in a court. Um, yep. I read yesterday the summary uh, that was on Carrie Lake War Room on Twitter. I read her some. Uh, somebody put the summary of what happened. Um, the machines uh, flat out failed. They had to, the settings were and they had to be set this way yep. on the machines to have 19 inch. Um, they 19 inch ballots were printed on 20 inch paper. That the set and, and the machines rejected it. And they tested yeah, them because before they have election to be day. the right yeah. size. They yes. have to. They have to fit the template, or the machine rejects the ballot. So right. they, they intentionally changed the printer settings the morning of the election. Yep. Uh, it, this, this wasn't even the night before. They did this the morning of the election in all the Republican-leaning precincts. Yep. Uh, and you had to do this one printer by printer by printer. So this was done on purpose, and that was established in court this week in this case. Mm-hmm. That it had to have been done intentionally, which causes the machines to reject your ballot when you feed the ballot into the machine. So we have unbelievable evidence of voter fraud in Arizona. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, we we had plenty of stuff in 2020, but we've got smoking guns in 2022 in Arizona. Right. Absolute right. barn burning evidence. Yeah. Barn burning evidence. Rigged election. This was a rigged election from the machines. From that alone should be enough. In fact, somebody was on the stand. One of her one of her witnesses was on the stand today, who said that uh, the, the the defense attorney was like, "Well, you can't really say that it changed the outcome of an election because that's the excuse we've been hearing for decades, right? Yeah, there's fraud, but it doesn't affect the outcome." And he's like, "Well, absolutely, it affected the outcome. If you look at the number of machines and number of precincts that went down, there she uh, Hobbs." supposedly won by only, I think he said 17,000 votes, and you look at the number of machines that were down and how many people affected, I think you could clearly do the math and see that but for the machines themselves, Carrie Lake would be governor 
well, alone, yeah. just the machines, just the, and then well, you get into the fact that this this private uh, um, company that was contracted with. Why are we contracting out to private enterprises like Rumbeck, who you know just let their employees just break all kinds of rules and regulations and laws with the way they brought in ballots? I mean, I think you know, of course, the media is not covering it, but the smoking gun is all over Arizona. Well, it is, but the other aspect to this is how many voters stayed home mm. or were turned around at the polling place right. when they were told that the, you know, the machines are not accepting the ballots. So discouraged voters went home or never went to the polls in the first place because they were told there's nowhere to vote. The machines aren't working anywhere. And there were thousands and thousands of disenfranchised voters. So Democrats now, they steal elections in just right in our faces. Yep. Uh, and, and then and then laugh at you when you try to challenge it in court like mm-hmm. you're just sore losers. So they play this gaslighting game with us. Uh, and the bottom line is it took until you had someone that like Carrie Lake, who we need a thousand of her. We need yep. thousands of Carrie Lakes who just never backs down, never gives in, is just has so much backbone that's the future of our party is someone like Carrie Lake who never lets the left win. And even if she ultimately doesn't prevail in the Arizona, uh, Arizona courtroom, at least somebody fought back for once. And that yes. is driving the left nuts right now. And so nuts. I tell you who else is driving nuts and then I'm well past the, the break. I got to go. It's driving the RNC and the establishment Republican Party nuts because mm-hmm. she's not following the playbook of um, which goes back decades and decades of the Democrats steal and rig elections and the Republican Party falls on their sword because the Republican Party really wants to be controlled opposition and stay in the minority because they're right, in on the game. And, and we can't do this anymore because the proof of what I just said is in the $1.7 trillion omnibus bill that just yeah. passed. That They've was a, torn but, America to shreds, Andrea. Yep. They've torn us apart. Yep, they have. Well, Brian Maloney, we love you so much. We hope you have the merriest of Christmases. You, you deserve too. it. Thank you, my dear. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. All right, we're going to I'm well past the point of a break. Skins is going to come here and skin me alive if I don't if I don't shut up. And I will, but I'll be back. So don't go away. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Okay. <laughs> Here's a story that just made me and Skins giggle today when I saw it. <laughs> Mask mandates have failed to make a comeback despite pleas from public health experts. I'll break my heart, Andrew. <laughs> I just can't understand why. I mean, you know, they've told first they told us we had a um, what was the double? What were they were? What was the term for the, the twin demic? The twin first it was the twin demic that was coming. Now it's the triple demic. Then the, no, then it was the triple demic. Isn't it now into the quad demic? Is it really? I think we're and into a quad. I think we're into the quad demic. I mean, they, then they they um, said that. Um, the RSV for kids that wasn't included in the quademic. So I mean, you know, they've they've done everything it could do. They've tr- they've continued to trot Fauci out on all the the media everywhere. They just it's such a head scratcher to them that the American people are like, no, nah. they're done. Yeah, um, I will report though that it is still a surprise to me. Um, when I see the number of people that are still wearing masks out in public places. Oh, I was across the street on my lunch break today. Just, you know, I, I like watching the early darkness. The Christmas lights are up. People mm-hmm. are shopping mm-hmm. the malls. And mm-hmm. I still see a, a, a lot of people, more than I would like, they are wearing masks. Yeah. And the thing is, is that, you know, if when I see somebody wearing a mask, um, I don't feel disdain. No, of course not. Um, 
I've had moments when I'm standing at the corner, you know, taking Gator out on a walk. Thank you again to whoever sent me uh, the little toy for Gator. And somebody's sitting in a car um, by, themselves by themselves with a mask on. You know, that's and I'm like, really? Um, but what what I do think to myself is that's somebody that has that we've lost. Because this was not our culture before. And I guarantee you, when I see, like I saw at a stopped at CVS on the way in here, unpaid, they're not paying me to talk about CVS. And I see a 20-something-year-old man in a mask. He's a victim. He That is not somebody who was wearing a mask before Fauci told him to wear a mask. I can get it when I see an older individual walk around. That I completely understand. But yeah, if you see somebody that looks healthy in their 20s, they get you to wonder. Well, it's that's somebody that uh, has been been their brains been grabbed by the left and they've been conditioned. And that was the goal. And particularly with the masks, I talked about it. I said, this is where we've got to draw the line with this mask stuff, because this is about forced. This is about conditioning us uh, to for a variety of things. Number one, to submit to government. And number two, it was assembled to other people as to who was submissive and who wasn't. And then the disdain for those of us that didn't want to wear a mask was real. It led to bullying, people being dra- arrested, dragged out of stores. It was the best tool the left had at their disposal and the communists had at their disposal to gain control, not just over our bodies and our lives, but our minds. And we needed to reject it. And the American people um, uh, largely are rejecting the new ma- the push to go back to masking, good. which is good. Um, and and I'm pleased for this because it shows me that for every twenty some year old that we lost, like that that young man, um, that we that we've lost to this, um, there are millions out we there. Awakened a lot more that that we well, yeah that are like no, I'm done with the masks. Where I'm not going back to that. So um. Yeah, that was definitely a good news story of the day. It was, because it was a good news story about the minds of the American people. They did not do permanent damage to the culture of America in some ways. Um, it almost got close. We got still, real close. Yeah. <coughs> God me. bless you. Uh, I have had the worst allergies this afternoon. In fact, I'm the last thing that I ate before... I started having allergies was um, little mini bean burritos that I made a- at home. And it's like, I, 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 I don't want to live in a world where I'm allergic to Mexican food because it is my favorite food. You know what, if I was, I'd probably keep eating. My, my, my hair gal, Miss Monica, who is, uh, is going to live in Italy for two years with her husband, Jorge, who works for Airbus, by the way. Here. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, got to go to the screening for Top Gun Maverick. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So they got an opportunity to go with the Navy to Italy for two years. And when I saw her yesterday, I was like, do they, got, do they have Mexican food over there? She's like, I don't know. She's like, she's like me. She's worried about the, you know, it's like, it, there's you know, only. I never really thought about it. I would never want to live, Andrea, anywhere long term without decent Mexican food. I wouldn't either. I'm like, there's got to be Mexican. Has anybody been in Italy that can tell me whether or not they've got Mexican food? 888-344-1170. I'm serious. We started to Google it. Then we started chatting about something else. I'm like, there's got to be. And I'm like, what there about. has to be. There's got to be. She's like, she's like, if there isn't, I'll make it myself. And I'm like, but the thing is, when you live in San Diego with the best Mexican food at your disposal, who really learns how to make good, you know, machaca or good carnitas, right? I God mean, you bless buy my it. dad. He always, oh, my brother and I grew up, Andrea, and he would make the best 
it tasted authentic Mexican food, but there's something about just going to that local taco shop that yeah. is, you know, just really satisfies your craving. Yeah, exactly. And so so then I'm like, well, what then then I'm scared too. I'm like, what about Chinese food? Because, you know, I gotta, you know, it's not I'm not as obsessed with that as I am with yeah, my I think Mexican Mexican's food. my number one. Yeah. Um, but and uh, you know, she's like, oh, I don't know. Do they, do, you know, do they not have Thai food or Chinese food oh, there? Thai food. There's got to be. I can't believe that in Italy, there's no place where you can go and get you know, a combination. They seem very plate. cultured. There's got to be a wide array of different ethnic foods. She's all worried because where the, the area they're going is Naples, and that's very Mediterranean. Yeah, Na- Napoli pizza is really big there in Naples, and of course, we love our pizza. Um, so I don't know. My girl might have to be making some, you know. Some some of her own, you know, menudo and some of her own birria and, and other things. So anyway, I don't How did I get on that topic? Oh, I was sneezing. Um, here's a sad story. <laughs> nice transition. <laughs> Look, you know, anything will make me obsess over food. I can get I can go from zero to food any time of day, no matter what the topic <laughs> is. I can go from zero to food um, here. You know, speaking of covid. Here's how you can know. And the thing about the pushing back for the mask was about they, they, we, they, it's like they've gone too long now without having complete control over our lives with the COVID. Right. So it's driving them crazy. It's driving them nuts. How can they how can they get it back um, out of Germany? There was a story that was such a head scratcher uh, in order. It's bad enough in Germany. They have assisted suicide by the government. There is no reason you can justify to me a government assisted suicide. The government should not be getting involved in helping people take their own lives. And this story bothered me because I'm still upset over Twitch. I'm still trying to wrap my head around why that That's amazing. Oh, it's it's driving me bananas. It is a lot of people because never met the man. So why am I so upset over a, a man that I've never met? And I think it's because you you could just tell somebody this successful for so many years and never a negative story about him. Never a negative story about him. This this was a good human being and who had a beautiful family and just was obviously a tortured soul. And it just upsets me so bad that he was so hopeless. And I just my heart aches for him. And so I have great sympathy for anybody that is just at such a place to where they just don't feel that they can go on. And I don't think the role of government should be to assist in that. I think role of government should be to step in and say, how can we help you? How can we? And that was the message that Joe Biden really should have been giving um, earlier how you know we love you how can we help you kind of thing so it's bad enough the government is assisting in suicide but get this skins you've got to be fully jabbed with the covid shots before they'll help you kill yourself excuse me yeah yeah is that to me if if, the, if there's not if there's not a story out there that will convince you of that this is all about a power play for control that's really it you got, oh, you, you ready to take your own life? Well, we're not going to help you do that. We're, uh, a government-assisted suicide is supposed to be death with dignity, um, but we're not going to help you unless you put your arm out. There's no dignity and the kind That's of... That's got to tell you It's something. disgusting. It's disgusting. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to find some way to lighten, this, lighten it up. Maybe I'll go back to talking about food, my favorite topic. <laughs> Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego. Well, even though it's Thursday, we might as well do Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. I think you and I are in agreement on the stink, right? Oh, I mean, the stink hands down. Okay, runner up, Steven Spielberg. Stop talking about you should have never made Jaws get back to making movies. <laughs> but the stink of the week is by far the Republican Party. Yeah. 
no excuse for what they did. No, no excuse whatsoever. Uh, you know, um, it's just it's another form of election rigging when you when you completely defy the voters and intentionally ignore the will of the people. Our, uh, nothing matters if our elections don't matter. And this was just another way of our elections not mattering. And now, in a way, like you and I have talked about, the next House of Representatives, it, 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 the Republicans are kind of handicapped. They're handicapped on the economy. So what I'm hoping they're going to do is I'm hoping they're going to go, OK, you know what? You've handicapped us on the economy. So we're going to spend all of our time subpoenaing everybody who was ever involved with anything related to the FBI and the DOJ. Everybody. And Jan 6. We're going to get to the bottom of the the hunter biden uh laptop and we're going to be and we're going to be going at the state level because we can't go to the doj and the attorney general in dc so we're going to go to the state level and find us some republican attorneys general that are going to start criminally prosecuting some democrats and their family members because a lot of this corruption happened in other parts of the country so we're, we're going to start handling some business all right hero of the week you know, that's a tough uh, one for me. It's rough. I'm, I'm having a hard time coming up with one off the top of my head. I know this is going to sound cliche, but I'm just going to say it. Not hero of the week, but just hero in general. We got to keep looking up. We got to know, Andrea, that this country, no matter what happens to it, that God is on the throne. So uh, the, the hero for me right now going into the Christmas season is Jesus Christ. Well, th- th- that's a that's a great one. I think I am going to going to keep it more um, American citizen and I'm going to give it to Carrie Lake. Because yeah, you know, she's had it's been a rough go for her. She very easily could have folded. She could have. She could have. And she didn't need to be doing this. She doesn't need she could have folded. I guarantee the RNC if it would have been happy to have her fold her tent and um, offer her some position somewhere to to shut her up. And maybe to they get did her, offer her. And, and they might have. And instead, she decided to shine a light on the rig system that involved the Republican Party because Rich Richer or whatever his name is and Bill Gates, I think, are two Republicans that were election officials in Arizona that participated in this bastardization or bastardizing of rigging our elections against the people. Every MAGA and so, candidate, take note of Carrie Lake. That's what it's, That's how you do it. That's how you do it. So she's going to be my hero this week. And we love you guys so much. We hope you have a very Merry Christmas. We've got special Christmas programming tomorrow night. Um, we'll actually, then we've got a Best of Monday. We'll be back live in studio Tuesday, 6 p.m. Stay safe. Love you all so much. Peace out. Merry Christmas. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.